Good morning. If you're able to, let's go ahead and stand and get ready to worship this morning. You can't hear me. Okay. Well, we got to get that fixed. Hey, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties. Philip, sorry, we're going to interrupt a little bit. Josh, anybody? Alicia has nothing. She's a backbone for us. It's on her. Hey, you know, we're all human here. We're all human. But we need her. So she's important. Like, we got to have ears in here. You know what I'm saying? All right, now we're going to get ready to worship.
Okay, how bad do you like think it freaks the enemy out if in the middle of a battle, that is our posture, is just a posture of praise. If we get on our knees and we lift our hands and we thank God for who he is and we thank him that he is stronger than any battle that we'll ever face. I bet that just like, I love it. I love the thought of like, no, I'm going to praise, I'm going to worship, I'm going to tell Jesus thank you for who you are and thank you for what you did for me. And I think about us, you know, it's graduation Sunday as, as we're watching kids kind of enter the next stage of life. And you can remember that there is not one single battle that you will ever face. There's nothing new that you will walk through that Jesus does not go with you. What a Savior. What a faithful, faithful God. Today, Jesus, we just lift up your name. Oh, God, you're worthy. We thank you, Jesus. We just thank you for who you are. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness, God. You are perfect. You are welcome in this place. And we, we just want you. We just want you, Jesus. So come and do what only you can do. God, we honor you today. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my words are sure. I kind of
Throughout this entire worship service, it's just been a thought that continues to echo in my mind on repeat, is worship Him anyway. When we, when we are dealing with the enemy and we are fighting on our knees, worship Him anyway. When we're in prayer, worship Him anyway. 
when we're on the mountaintop and things couldn't be going better and everything we touch turns to gold and life is great. Worship him and give him glory. When we're walking through the darkest night, our soul feels dry, the valley is deep, we're uncertain, we're confused, we're frustrated, we feel abandoned, we don't have a sense of God's presence, we look up and say, why? You have an opportunity in that moment to worship him anyway, to worship him anyway, no matter what's going on in life. We all go through good seasons and we go through dry seasons. We go through times when life is so fast paced, we just feel overwhelmed and so much anxiety comes forth from that. But we need to learn to take a moment, step back and worship him, realize and remember that he is God and he has not brought us this far to abandon us. We will not be the first person in the history of humankind that God has turned his back on. Worship him, believer. Worship him because we're going to stand in front of him and give an account for those opportunities. We have an opportunity when things are dark and confusing and frustrating to yam 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 about it, like Miss Sandra said last week, right? Grumble and mumble and, and make accusation against God. Or we have an opportunity to say, God, I don't know what's going on here, but I do know that you are faithful, that you are true to your word, that my faith is on the foundation of you and I will worship you in this valley. Worship him anyway, church. Worship him with tears. Worship him with a broken heart. Worship him while you feel lonely. Worship him. Don't, don't fall for the trap that nobody knows what it's like. The thing that you're going through is the exception when you can, and you can make accusation against God because of it. The word of God says everything that we go through is common to mankind. Now I'm not making light of that. The heartbreak is real, the abandonment is real, the loneliness is real, the frustration is real, the anxiety is real, but it is it might be real, but it's not greater than our God. So worship Him anyway, believers. Worship Him anyway. Through all seasons, may we worship you, God. We thank you for this opportunity to come together in your house. We thank you for this opportunity to celebrate these graduates, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to come together and worship you in all different seasons of life, in all different experiences and backgrounds. We come together as the body of Christ and worship you, Lord. May your name be magnified, exalted, lifted up, and may we leave today knowing that we have fellowship with those of like precious faith in your presence, in your house, and we are leaving, going forth to worship you anyway. We love you, Father, and thank you for this time together. And all God's saints said, amen. Good morning, Christ Chapel family. Take a few moments, greet those around you, and uh, we're going to transition from this portion of the service.
<laughs> I know, because Lauren doesn't really do those, so yeah. Hey, Tammy. Thank you. I like my little old navy pants. You know, take it a good way. Good morning, guys. If you guys uh, will finish making your way back to your seats, we'll go ahead and get started with our announcements this morning. Y'all were kind of ready before me this morning just a little bit. <laughs> Good morning, guys. My name is Kelly Wood, and on behalf of my husband, John, and the rest of our staff here at Christ Chapel, we want to say good morning and welcome to you guys this morning. We have a very special Sunday today uh, where we're going to be celebrating our graduates and so Pastor Chris is going to be preaching, and we are just very glad that you guys are here with us today. Um, if you're a first-time visitor with us, I hope that you are greeted warmly as you walked in the door. Um, we have been praying and planning for your visit all week, but if for some reason, if we happen to miss you, do me a huge favor. Um, there's a greeting table outside um, in between the two double doors in the foyer. If you'll stop by that table if we missed you, we just want to put a small gift in your hands um, and get to know you a little bit and how we can serve you as a church body. So we've got a lot of things available for your kids, your students, adult ministries, senior ministries, everything. So we would just love to know how we can serve you today. So please... Um, please come and talk to us, all right? So I'm going to go ahead and ask them to play the announcement video, and uh, then we'll have our time of tithes and offerings. Good morning, Christ Chapel family. Got a few announcements. The first thing we want to say is congratulations to our graduates. We are glad that you made it to this point and are headed out on a wonderful journey going to start with a few announcements. The first one is this one. Youth camp and kids camps are quickly approaching and we want your children to be involved. Go to our app, sign up. If you need more information, you can also go there or you can give us a call here at the office. All right. Thank you so much. If you need more information, don't forget to check us out at ChristChapelMacon.com, on Instagram and Facebook at ChristChapelMacon, and most importantly, on our CC app. Have a great day. All right, guys, we are about to have um, our time of giving our tithes and offerings. So we have our baskets here up front. Um, I just want to encourage you guys, take a moment as the music is playing to pray with your family over your giving. It's a great example in teaching our children. And, um, and then Pastor Chris will come up.
Good morning. Isn't it a great morning? I'm telling you, I'm excited about this type of morning because what you don't understand is that God's army is getting a little bit stronger. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the graduates that we have are going out beyond the walls of this church. Isn't that awesome? I'm thinking today that we should definitely honor them. If you see a graduate that, that makes it to the stage on your way out, please just congratulate them. Even if you don't know them, scare them. <laughs> Say, hey, congratulations. At first, but, oh, thank you. But make sure and let them know that you're proud of them. This is not an um, easy accomplishment, um, especially in this world. I'm telling you, the world is trying to fight us every step of the way. So. I'm going to start off our graduation recognition, of course, with our very own Philip Cox. <laughs> Philip Thomas Cox, the son of Jake and Carla Cox, is graduating from the Academy for Classical Education, also known as ACE. He's a National Honor Society member. He's a Beta Club member, first place in, I wasn't sure how to say this word, but it's really long, speaking. Public speaking, is that it? Okay, it's so public speaking and competition on the ACE literary team. The words are long, guys, typed out. Um, graduating with distinction, he's graduating with a 4.0 GPA. Now, um, he didn't put any of this down, but let me tell you what Philip is also. Have you noticed Philip has been in the sound booth in the main sanctuary? Now, that's a pretty big accomplishment, but what you don't know is he has slaved for over three years in the youth room. He has run our sound over there. Let me tell you how well he has ran sound. I used to be a pro presenter master. Like I knew in, ins and outs, I didn't. I taught you everything you knew. And they have upgraded in the past three years to where it's completely different. Now I'm going, how do I do this, Philip? How do I do it? And that's why, because he's handled it. Everything, I could just hand him something. And what's really cool is he has grown to know me so well that I can hand him something about what? One minute before you need to do it. And he's just Johnny on the spot. So that is what we are excited to have him in our sanctuary leading the charge there in the sound booth as well. Amen? Amen. All right. What's next for Philip? Let me tell you what's next. Philip will be interning this summer with Project Synergy at the Air Force Base. He'll be attending Mercer University in August and major in computer engineering. Philip would intern at Robbins Air Force Base during the summers and begin a civil service career at Robbins Air Force Base with the 402 Software Engineering Group after graduating from Mercer. His favorite Bible verse is 1 Corinthians 15:58. Philip Thomas Cox. 
Next up is Landon Jones. Son of Valencia, Nick, and Shane Jones. He's graduating from Mary Persons High School. He is graduating with honors. Um, Now, I want to tell you a little bit about Landon. I remember Landon coming to youth group, and um, he's quiet. I don't know if y'all can tell. He's kind of shy and backward, but he did make his way to me. He says, "Uh, Pastor Chris, I'm like, yes, sir. Is there anything I can do in the sound booth? And I looked at him, I was like, I'm sure there's something we can do. Now, I promise you, it's been over like two years, right? Two and a half years. Now he can do anything in the sound booth because all I did was give him a little reins and he just took off with it. And him and Philip are like our team, which is why I put them side by side because this is the team over in the youth room. And um, I'm just so proud of them. They have really used their gifts and talents for the Lord. Amen. Now, what's next? For our Landon Jones, as he has got that he is going to work, um, he actually works hard now. Can I tell him? He does a police car. He does all the wiring and lights and stuff for police cars right now. Like he works for a company that does that, and um, I'm sure he's going to continue doing that because he acts like he actually loves it. His famous, most uh, favorite verse for him is Romans ten nine and ten, and um, that is Landon Jones. Up next is Chloe Nichols. She's the daughter of Leanne and Brian Nichols. She is graduating from the Academy for Classical Education. She's been a member of the Pep Club, the Interact Club, and the Green Griffins Club, played both school varsity volleyball and club volleyball. She's a teacher's assistant. She helps teach kindergartners art. Outside of school, though, She volunteers in CC Kids and has interned at several camps. She is a vital part of our youth group. I want you to understand that she serves just like she needs to. Like, if I could just give you a model servant, I'd say Chloe would be the one because she is always doing something. Am I right? She is either, if she's not in this house serving, she is outside at the camps. She is doing something for someone, and it's amazing to see that happening. What's next for Chloe? She's attending Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida. She's majoring in psychology and minoring in kinesiology. She hopes to become a sports psychologist. And um, when you ask her what her favorite Bible verse is, she says she does not have one yet, because she hasn't been able to isolate the verse. She loves the whole Bible, amen? (laughs) So, Chloe Nichols. Next up is Zolana Nesbaum. She's the daughter of Randy and Angela Nesbaum. She is graduating from homeschool. She is an accelerated graduate, top of her class. Come on now. Vocational education and small business is what she's going to do next. Her favorite verse is Colossians 3.23. Zolana Nesbaum. I was blocking you. All right, next up is Diego Sebastian Siraki. He's the son of Paul and Gabby Roselle. He is graduating from the Academy for Classical Education. He's been a part of the marching band. He is the eSports founder. He's part of the French club. 
And um, let me tell you something. He is a prime example of a good student. Why do you say that, Pastor Chris? Well, I got an email not too long ago from a long-term friend church member from another church. And they were like, listen, I have to say something about this guy. And I'm like, who is it? You know, I'm like reading this email. Really long, by the way. This guy, Diego, told me he was one of your youth. And I just have to talk about how much of a Christ-like he was at his job. He ended up doing, going above and beyond. I think their battery was dead, and then there was a whole bunch of things that happened, kind of like a waterfall, and he saw it, and he came to the rescue. He helped jump their car. He helped do this. He helped do that. And she was like, I can't believe that you, because I hadn't seen them in seven to eight years, have students that are just so God-like, Christ-like. And I was like, that is such a good testimony to have. So um, right here, what is next for Diego? He is going to uh, Kennesaw State University. His favorite Bible verse is Deuteronomy 31.6. That is Diego Sebastian Soroki. Next up is Austin Shell. Come on, Austin. He's the son of Adam and Katie Shell. He is graduating from Howard High School. He is part of the eSports um, and then what I want to say about him is how he really came in. I kind of shared this with him earlier. But um, our bass player in youth is Hannah. Now, um, she come to me, you know, many weeks ago, and she said, Pastor Chris, I really want to get back to playing drums because that's what she did for me, you know, first. And I was like, okay, but, you know, we have a drummer, and you're the bass player. Like, I didn't understand, you know, she wants to take our drummer's spot, you know. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, okay, well, I'll be praying about that. We'll figure out how to work that. Did I not? It's like, we'll figure it out. And then all of a sudden, this really new guy that just started showing up a couple weeks in said, hey, Pastor Chris, I can play the bass. I'd love to play bass. And I was like, weird. Two weeks ago, Hannah said she wanted to let go of the bass and play drums 10-4, so what's happening is he's come in, he's become the bass player, and Hannah's moved over to drums just like the Lord wanted it to happen because he knew what was going on, amen? <laughs> so that's Austin Shell. He said he is going to take over the highest position at Bass Pro Shops. No, he didn't say that, but he did say he's going to go work for Bass Pro. He wants to, right? He wants to go work for Bass Pro, and he also didn't put down a favorite verse yet. He is still discovering, right? That is Austin Shell. Next up is Hannah Whitfield. She's the daughter of Corey and Lisa Whitfield. She is graduating from Central Georgia Christian Homeschool Association. She is a Taekwondo student. She's currently a red belt. She's also, as I was saying, the drummer and bassist for our youth praise band. And um, I have to say something about that too. I'm sorry, I know I'm a youth pastor, I get to say something, right? She has been faithful in her position. Every Wednesday, every practice, she is there. We could have a storm coming through, and guess who shows up? Hannah's there. And that, to me, guys, speaks volumes when it comes to this generation, because a lot of times this generation's consistency and character is not that type of person. So I want to point that out. Hannah has been an amazing part of our youth brand. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Now, what's next? What's next for Hannah? 
besides become a, a rock band drummer. Um, Central Georgia Technical College pursuing a career in aircraft structural technology. Amen? And her favorite verse is Philippians 4, 19. That is Hannah Whitfield. Now, uh, we have a college graduate that I want to go ahead and rec recognize. It is Miss Wanda Jaffe. She's graduating Middle Georgia State University, summa cum laude. She is also the President's List Scholar. Now, um, when you ask her what's next, she said, well, I graduated in, I graduated in August. So I walked in December, received a promotion, and now she's the Deputy Director of Professional Licensing Division of the Secretary of State. Amen. Her favorite, her favorite Bible verse was Romans 8, 38, 39, but what I thought was really cool, Miss Wanda, is after she went through this whole thing, she sent me an additional email. She goes, listen, you have to say something about my family because this is the reason I did what I did. She wanted to be recognized. The husband's Jason Jaffe, son Paul Jackson with wife Jenna, daughter Kristen Jackson, fiance Jacob, son Matthew Jaffe, and then daughter Jennifer Jenny Jaffe. And then she said, with God, all things are possible. It's Wanda Jaffe. Now I have to, uh, there's a few graduates that could not make it today due to prior commitments, but I cannot let them not be recognized because they are all wonderful people. One, starting with one of the high school graduates, N. Harry. If you would please give him a hand clap, even though he's not here. And uh, they got a picture up if you're like, who's Ann Harry? There he is, right there. Um, parents, Tad and Elisa Harry. He is the member of the, now, this could get long, so y'all just buckle up. Member of the National Beta Club, graduated the distinction on the President's Honor Roll, named Macon's Hall of Fame Scholar Athlete for 2023, played four years of football. He was named MVP. He played All-State both junior and senior years. He also played soccer, basketball, and golf. He won first place at the Regional Art Exposition. He is the Kids Camp Counselor at Camp Timberlake. He is a certified Red cross lifeguard he attended christ chapel since he was two years old and he also won our most christ-like this year in youth because we uh, started giving awards in youth on these days and he won the most christ-like for that as well he's a vital part of the youth and the reason why i wanted him to make sure he got recognition is because in our sunday school and in any small group he's always vital in his uh at what he says, like, you know how when I say, what, what do y'all think? And the kids stare at you, and you're like, nobody has any comments. Everybody got it, you know, and you're like, Did, and then all of a sudden, N will always throw in a perfect, timed, wonderful comment that ends up sparking a conversation, that, and that's why. I just love having him around. I'm gonna really miss him. That's Ian Harry. Now, what's next for Mr. Ian? Ian is... <sighs> Will start his undergraduate degree at Southeastern University to become a doctor of physical therapy. He's been accepted to SEU on a honors scholarship program and awarded the Chancellor Scholarship. His favorite verse is Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. That's in Harry. <clears throat> Next up um, is one of our own, Josiah Bilslin, and that is Pastor Steve and Amy's son. 
He is graduating from Point University and CLC School of Ministry with a bachelor's degree in Bible and business. He's also graduating summa cum laude. He is headed to the Assemblies of God Theological Seminary in Springfield, Missouri to start his master's program in theology. Of course, his favorite verse is also Deuteronomy 31.6. That is Josiah Bilsen. And our last graduate to recognize, now this uh, graduate, um, families moved, but we have to recognize them as a long-term long standing friend and family of our church family. That's Sean Jordan. He is the, that's right, got a picture of him. He is graduate, or he is the uh, son of Stacy and Hub Jordan. He is graduating from the University of Georgia, and his favorite verse right now is James 1.5, that's Sean Jordan. Now, um, I would love it if um, we're going to bless our uh, graduates, but before um, Jason, as, as Jason makes his way up here, I want to say one thing that we, Sarah and I, are so, so proud of you guys. Um, and what a lot of you guys don't know is we've been here seven years, a little over seven years, which means these guys came into my youth group when I got here. So this is my first group that's leaving under my thing, so it means a lot. But we are so proud of you guys, we're so proud of Miss Wanda, because um, we need you in this world. We need scholars, we need people that graduate, people that are recognized, and I believe that all of you have a gift and talent that God wants to use. And he has put you in your place on purpose, right on time. So make sure you follow after what he has for you. Listen to his voice and don't let this world confuse you. Amen? Now, Jason, would you make your way up here? Sarah, we're going to pray for you guys. Bring it in, bring it in. All right, we're going to, hello. Can y'all hear me? I can hear you. Check. There we go. (laughs) All right, if you guys would pray with us as we pray for this graduating class as they prepare to transition. Uh, We just want to pray for them. God, we just lift these young students up to you, Lord. Uh, Whether their next move is to further education or to enter the workforce, Father, we pray that you prepare the way, Lord, uh, that they keep their eyes focused on you, Father, that you give them a strong sense of assurance that you are the truth, that they never lose sight or become deceived in this world that they follow hard after you, whether their uh, form of worship is studies or work, that they would do it unto you, Father, that you would open the doors of opportunity, that you would have them to walk through and close tightly any door that would be a distraction in their life, God. We pray the best for these young people, and we pray that you will uh, use them for your glory, God, that they will have opportunities open to them to share the gospel with those that are lost, to encourage those of like precious faith, and continue representing you on earth, Lord. We thank you for these young people, their heart after you, and their commitment to serve you, God. And we pray that you just continue to keep them safe and guide them, give them wisdom and discernment in this crooked generation, Lord. We love you and honor you. Amen. All right. Now, if you'd stand to your feet, let's give them a standing ovation as they exit the stage. Love you guys. Love you, Hannah.
Love you, Miss Jaffe, Miss Wanda. All right, all right, all right. Whew. All right, you can be seated. Now, um, I know you've heard a lot from me today. I was on the announcement video. I did this, but now you got to hear me again. Is that amazing or what? All right. Um, let me go ahead and first say thank you so much to Pastor. Uh, I know he's not here, but I want him to know, and I want you guys to know that I understand the responsibility of taking this pulpit, um, and it's not something I do lightly. Understand that the word has to be shared. The seed has to be strewn. And today, that's what I want to do. I want, I want God to use me. So if you would, um, pray for me as I pray for myself. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords. And Lord God, I, right now, unwilling vessel, Lord, but with you, all things are possible, Lord God. I sing a song, if you can use anything, Lord, use me. Now I, I scream that to you, Lord, because I can entertain, I can motivate, I can encourage, Lord God, but you can change lives, and that's what we want. A life change. Lord God, take control. Be God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, can you believe it is graduation time already. I just said, you know, I've been with these guys for like seven years. I remember them being this big. I found a picture the other night, um, actually it was last night, of Chloe. Looked like she was like eight. Chloe Nichols was like this big. I was like, man, she is as big as Landon. My son is. And now look at her graduating. I couldn't believe it. Seems like just yesterday they were in junior high, and here they are graduating. And I'm genuinely excited to see what God's going to do with each and every one of these graduates. And if you will permit me as a congregation, my lesson today really is focused to graduates. Um, now, don't get me wrong. It can, you know, be a blessing to everyone that hears. But I really want to focus on the graduates because I believe that we need, as a church, to to just really invest and really give them a charge, give them something that they can go with. And that's what I want to do. Um, one thing I love about graduation season is this. It's always positive encouraging. You've got your parents, your friends, and even your teachers that even don't like you. Principals, they all shower you with praise. In fact, I remember when I was in high school, um, I had a teacher who didn't like me so much. And on graduation day, he was like, congratulations, Chris. And I was like, what? And I walked away. I was like, did he just graduate? He, you know, and then I thought about it later. I was like, he was probably just glad I was leaving. You know, like, that's what he was happy about. He was like, dad, congratulations. Thank goodness he's leaving. But it's so positive. It's so good. And um, it was funny because I remember if you don't know, I graduated from Central High School, which is the same school that Pastor graduated from, and I don't remember the exact number of graduates we had, but there were a lot, a lot of graduates. It was like hundreds. It wasn't just like 50 or 40, hundreds. And I remember seeing some of the guys as they walk up there because you get to think a lot while this is going on because it's not a quick thing. They're like, they start with A's, you know, and they go all the way down. And while they're doing it, I'm like, that dude graduated? 
how? You know, like, I think I remember him failing everything. You know, how in the world? And I'm sitting there just going, I'm like, they, they let that person graduate? I was blown away. But it was crazy how it was a positive moment, a positive time. And with all seriousness, I just want to say congratulations to our wonderful graduates. But let's be honest. Graduation ceremonies can be rough. They can be long. They can be boring. You always know there's going to be this weird speech that somebody gives up and says with corny motivational quotes and might even put you to sleep. So what I did is I actually pulled up some of my favorite motivational quotes. Is it okay if I share some of those with you? They're corny, so, so we can laugh with them. Um, but I first want to put up this one. This one was one of my favorites. Be a fruit loop in a cheerio world. Have y'all ever heard that one? I've heard that one. Uh, now, this is one of my favorites because um, I like cupcakes, but it says, be a cupcake because of cupcakes are muffins that believed in miracles. <laughs> There's another one that was really funny. Um, I, just, I just didn't know how to take it when I first heard it, but listen to this. It says, I hope your dreams take you to the corners of your smiles, to the highest of your hopes, to the windows of your opportunities, and the most special places your heart has ever known. Maybe that one's too deep for me because I never got what that meant, but it was a great thing of words, you know. <laughs> and then what was really funny is um, I've actually read this one. I didn't get, get to hear this one on a, on a YouTube video, but this one says, a teacher once gave a note to one of the students, says, listen, do just like the Saint Ignace of Lola said, go forth and set the world on fire because you've already done enough damage here. <laughs> Seriously, you're given so much encouragement during graduation season that by the time you actually graduate, you believe you can be unstoppable. Maybe you can become the American Prince Harry or the Christopher Columbus floating down the Mississippi River. Maybe Neil Armstrong landing on the new campus of the college that you're going to attend. Or maybe even, my favorite, Dwayne The Rock Johnson made at Planet Fitness with your five-pound dumbbells. You may be the next world changer. There's no doubt. I see great potential in this graduation class, but let me ask you some questions. Listen to these. What happens when you don't measure up to what other people want, to the dreams you have? What happens when you make mistakes or experience a major setback to the plans you might have right now? What happens when you procrastinate and fail one of your college classes or make a bad relationship decision? What happens when you make a dumb decision with your money or say something you shouldn't have said? What happens when your dreams don't turn out exactly the way you planned them? Will you get through it? How will you navigate that broken road? Will your faith in Jesus still be intact to get you through it? The truth that I have experienced and that we know from the Bible is that we all have to face trials and challenges. In fact, Jesus told his disciples in John 16, in this world, you will have troubles. You see, the question is not, will you experience failure and setbacks and heartaches, but how, when, why, and where? Even for those of you that have, in fact, a really strong faith right now, think about it this way. 
Think of when you go and purchase a car. No matter what the car is, no matter how much research you've done, that car somewhere along its journey is going to need maintenance. Yes, a car will eventually somehow break down. It's not a question of if it will break down, it's a question of what, when, and where. That's why you buy stuff like car warranties and insurance, so that you can be prepared for things like this. Even if you buy a brand new Mercedes or a Tesla, somehow, some way, there's going to be maintenance. Now, um, I did my research on the Teslas recently, and I, they were like, low maintenance, blah, blah, blah. You can go so long, but guess what? You still have to replace tires. You still have to replace brakes. There's still things you have to do because maintenance is required to keep things on track. In the same way, even if your faith is strong now, you're going to incur, incur challenges. And I don't mean this to be depressing. I actually think it's important that I point this out now because if I tell you now, it sets us up for greater faith because it can cause us to be prepared for the challenges that we will face. I want to tell you a real quick story of uh, my 21st birthday. All right, so my 21st birthday's coming along, and y'all know that's real important, right? I don't know why we call it important, but I was all excited. So I got my car ready, and, um, and when I say get ready, I was like going to do a trip to Atlanta with my girlfriend at the time, right? Like, we're going to go have a good time. We're going to eat real nice. We're going to go to a, a, I think we ended up doing a dinner theater type thing that they had up there. And I was all excited. And it's not medieval times. I know some of you guys are going, medieval times? It's like, no, I'm talking about nicer, you know. But um, I said, you know, well, my car's going to make the trip up there. So what I do, I went and had it, you know, of course, oil change, service done. Um, I actually ended up putting new tires on it because I had some bald tires in the back. And I was like, if it rains, I don't want to get all the, you know, I was like, because it was an M3. It was really nice. So I put some new tires on the back. I was all excited to take my girlfriend. So we dressed up and we're headed to Atlanta. Well, we get on right on the other side of Forsyth and um, I'm passing an 18-wheeler. And because I have an M3, it's a manual five-speed, I downshifted the fourth because, you know, I like the sound of the car. No need to really downshift the fourth, right? <laughs> but I downshifted. And when I went to fifth, it said. And the, the, you know how there's solid stick shifts. Some of you guys don't know. It. The students today don't know what a stick shift is. But they're solid, right? Well, all of a sudden, mine does this. Just fell over. And I'm like, and the car's out of gear. I'm rolling. I'm, I actually get scared because I'm like in the middle of traffic. Remember, I said I was pacing the 18-wheeler. So guess what's on my tail right now? An 18-wheeler. I'm like nervous. So I finally get off the road. And I did not anticipate the gear shifter breaking. So guess what? My 21st birthday is what? Not going as planned, right? In fact, I remember thinking in the car, sitting beside my girlfriend, I was like, what a way to spend a birthday. We had this plan to go do this, and it changed, right? In fact, I ended up sitting on the side of the road. Some of you guys like, have to know what happens, you know, right? So I was sitting on the side of the road. I called my dad. My dad shows up in his yellow truck. Some of you guys that know us know what I'm talking about. And um, no lie, we're like an hour north of here, right, almost. He pulls me back with a rope all the way back to the house on the interstate. Isn't that the dangerous thing in the world? I was thinking about that later. I was like, he pulled me with a, with a rope 
all the way back home for an hour and being my girlfriend. I mean, anyway, I was like, this is crazy, but we did make it back safe, thank the Lord, right? And, but the reason why I brought that up is because we can't anticipate things happening. Things are going to happen in your life, and you will be best prepared, but it's still going to happen. Why? Because that's the way life is. And what's really awesome is the Bible has something to say about it. Now, here's the time, if you're taking notes, to be ready to copy down what I say. This is my, I call it Twitter-worthy line. Y'all ready? You see, I believe that greatness isn't measured by the absence of failure, but by the character formed through it. Now, I'm going to say it one more time because I know i got some middle schoolers in here. I believe that greatness is measured by the absence of failure but by the character formed through it. And what's really awesome is the Bible backs this, this up. In fact, James 1, 2, and 3 says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. But you probably already know what I'm trying to teach you today, that you're going to face challenges. Why? Because you're human. Did you know your age don't really matter either? Listen, Isaiah 40, 30 says, even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. You see, I could go on days and days about some of the dumb mistakes that I personally made and setbacks that I've had since I've graduated school. Irrational relationship choices. Unwise financial decisions. Hurtful words spoken. Helpful words unspoken. Failed ventures. Untried adventures. But that's nothing new. I'm not the only one that's experienced challenges. If you look around at the people you admire the most and you seek to maybe emulate the ones that you strike to be like they've experienced challenges and yet, guess what? These people that you look up to have made through as well. Why? Because failure through Christ becomes a seedbed of greatness through the transformation of our character. I, I want to repeat that one as well. Because failure through Christ becomes a seedbed of greatness through the transformation of our character. Listen to this. Will you let your struggles define you or will you lean into Jesus and soar? I want to read through um, a passage of the Bible. I shared just verse 30 a minute ago, but I want to read this to you. It's important. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. As his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But. Now, the most important word in this passage is that word right there. But. And no snickering, middle schoolers. I hear y'all over there. That, he just said but. You see, seriously, this but is the most powerful preposition that precipitates praise. It's the most important word of this passage because 
of what it does. It says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. You notice that the entire passage, it does not say that we will get a way of life without, without challenges. See, a lot of times I talk to students and they're, they just turn their lives over to Christ and they're like, Pastor Chris, I got saved last Wednesday. It was awesome. I felt like I could swim through and walk through a wall. You know, I can do all this. And he says, and then I went to school the next day and this happened. I went to, I even went home that night and boom, this happened. And I said, guess what? That's exactly what the devil wants to do. You see, when you are at your, when you are at a point in your life where you can make damage to the hell's prosperity, that puts a big bullseye on who you are. And that's what I tell him. I said, look, as soon as you got saved, the devil's mad at that point. See, when you wasn't saved, he was like, oh, it's all right. He, he ain't going to do nothing for the Lord. You know, he's, he's in one of my crew. But as soon as you get saved and you start telling people that you love Jesus and that you're saved, guess what happens? The bullseye hits you. And see, what happens, too, is when you start becoming a threat to hell, that's when the devil is going to fight the hardest. I like to say the bullseye gets bigger, Right? Because, see, the devil don't like it when you start sharing the gospel to your friends. The gospel don't like, I mean, the devil don't like it when you start telling people the right way to do things instead of the wrong. When you start kind of bucking the world system and you start making waves, he don't like it. So he's going to throw some wrenches in the situation. He's going to throw something at you. But I'm here to tell you we all grow tired and weary we all stumble and fall. We all experience setbacks and failures. It's all part of being human. You are not alone. For instance, listen to this. I looked this up. Did you know that Oprah Winfrey was fired from her first TV job? Steven Spielberg was rejected twice by the prestigious USC School of Cinematic Arts. Thomas Edison's teachers said that he was too stupid to learn anything. Walt Disney, this blew me away, was fired from one of his first jobs because he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. <laughs> Michael Jordan didn't make his high school varsity team and the coach told him to find another sport to be a part of. He did have no talent. See, we all face obstacles. We all face things. It's a good thing that greatness isn't measured by the absence of failure, but the character to be f that you form through it. Otherwise, we would not have many of the major leaders in our church. Oh, you want to know about those? Well, listen to this. Adam and Eve fell to temptation and sin, yet God used them to start the human race. Jacob swindled and manipulated for his place in the family, yet God made him the father of the nation of Israel. Moses, who was full of excuses and could not speak, had a speech impediment, he stage fright, yet God used him to be the leader of the nation of Israel. King David, who was too small for battle, failed in adultery and murder, and yet he beat Goliath and was remembered at the end of his life as a man after God's own heart. Solomon, who had a weakness for women, 
was made to be one of the wisest men to ever live. Peter, who denied Jesus at the most critical moment in all of history, was restored by Jesus and became the rock of the church. Paul, who was filled with murderous hatred for Christians and yet was chosen by God to be saved and used as one of the foundational leaders of the Christian church. You see, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what kind of situation you think you're in, if you have God on your side, you can become and do anything. I hope you see this clearly. Greatness is not measured by the absence of failure, but by the character formed through it. From experience, I've learned that if you walk alone apart from Jesus, you stumble, you fall all through your circumstances. But if you walk with Jesus, you will soar. And graduates, as you go through this graduation season, and as you enter a new and exciting season of life, I want you to remember this word to you. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. My challenge to you today is don't let situations define who you are. Don't let things around you define who you are. Don't let them push you into a narrative that maybe the world has for you. But believe what God says about you. Believe what God has for you. Believe what God's word says about you. In the second song, one of the lyrics stood out to me. It said, there's a lion inside of you. And the first thing that popped up in my mind is Lion of Judah. And I don't know, I've watched some YouTube videos and I've seen some things where lions do some crazy, crazy, awesome stuff. And I don't know if you've actually heard a lion roar in real life, but it can shake you to your core. Because I was at, the, I, was at um, I believe it was Texas when I was just a teenager and I can still remember it today, just like it was yesterday. And one of the lions was mad at one of the other lions, right? And he, let, he just yelled out this roar, and my heart skipped a beat. Wasn't even, I didn't even know what was going on, but I could hear it. I was in the den, you know, the lion's den area. And he roared at this other lion. And when he did it, I mean, my heart is like immediately a little bit of fear gripped me. Well, while we were singing the song, it said, Lion of Judah, you know, there's a lion inside of you. Well, I, don't want, I immediately, I told, uh, Miss Sheila down there, I said, it's crazy because I'm sitting in this and all this is going through my mind. Now, this is for some of you that don't know what I'm talking about. In Lion King, how many people remember when the little lion went into the hyena's territory, right? And I know some of you laughing, but this is great. This is going to be good because the Lord gave it to me. Um, <laughs> so the lion goes into the hyena's territory, right? And then he realizes he's there and um, he roars, and they all start laughing because it was a puny little roar, right? And then um, he realizes that he didn't make an impact with his roar, so he's... 
And he roars again, but this time, Big Daddy's behind him and roars at the same time. And everybody runs, and he's like, whoa, you know, that was amazing. Well, there was two things that God pointed out while I was sitting there. One, realize whose you are. See, what if that lion went into the hyena's area and realized that, oh my goodness, I'm here, and he starts running out. He didn't do that. And I challenge you, the Lord don't want you running out of the situations that you find yourself in your life. Even if it seems bleak because of whose you are. He knew it. So he stood up. He said, I'm going to roar. Just like my dad would do. Stand up in your situation and get ready to roar. And the next point, I'm sorry I'm crying because I just love this. If you do it knowing who you are. And what authority you have, not your own, but in the daddy. He's going to make sure you're successful. Just like that little lion, when it roared the second time, he roared with it. Well, let me tell you something. He'll roar with you too. Your Savior's not going to forsake you in the middle of the hyena's den of your life. He's going to roar for you. I just challenge you to not be afraid to do it. Don't let your struggles define you. Instead, lean into Jesus and soar. If you go close your eyes and bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time together. Lord God, I'm thankful for your anointing, for your power and your words. Your words are life. And today, Lord God, I, I pray over our graduates. I pray over the people here. I even pray over the parents of these graduates, Lord God, because I know some of these are struggling. But Lord God, let us understand that you, nothing surprises you. You're God. And you're there. And Lord God, I, I pray that you help us to understand that with you, we can soar. Lord God, we love you, we praise you, we give you all glory and honor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I know that some of you are going, is he done already? This is amazing. Yes, I am, because I know the graduates listen and sit to long convocations, so I didn't really want to do that to them today. I just challenge you to go and have a wonderful day, Lord's Day today, okay? Be blessed.